Sal Intervenado here for Black Knight Nation. We're kicking up this podcast. We're getting back to uh, a little reunion of sorts, Steve, when we used to do this back in the day, right? I'm here with Steve Anderson, two-year Army ca- football captain, and we're going to go over the Army uh, Air Force game, big big game tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Huge game tomorrow. I know I've got uh, I've got my time set aside uh, to where I should not be troubled at all during that, that three, four-hour block. <laughs> where are you watching it? I'm going to be watching it in my man cave. Uh, so we did a big uh, Army-Navy production down at the, uh, in the neighborhood. I invited uh, – I was with Bryce Holland. Um, he's here at the 101st Airborne Division. Um, I was with Ryan Powis, the center before him. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Zach Peterson is currently forward, but I had like three generations of centers, you know, at the <laughs> 101st at one time. So, you know, they're all good buddies of mine. So I just watched uh, Bryce get his EIB, you know, as an infantryman. It's a huge thing to do. So uh, had a bu- had family and friends, had neighbors. Um, everybody came out to um, see the Army-Navy game, and it was heck of a game. Um, we all just went on leave uh, starting today, so everybody's going all over the country. So me and my family are just going to watch it, let the boys watch it, and hopefully bring home a CIC. No doubt. That Army-Navy game was your type of football game, right, Steve? I mean, did, oh, I, did you, ever, you know, we get all the – we get all the uh, – man, it was just so, so like, you know, boy, like nobody was scoring. I was loving it. I thought it was – I thought it was – reminded me of the, the Ravens games, man, just crushing defense and, and controlling the ball. So, a lot of that, – that fourth down stop was – I mean, I don't think I've – I don't think I've been that pumped in a long time. No, no, you know, it was comparable to maybe Oklahoma when they stopped Oklahoma at Oklahoma. But when you're talking Army-Navy, it's a whole different – it's a whole different animal, right? I mean, it's a whole different – in that game to do that. In the yeah, game I that mean, we're, you're talking, you know, Army versus Navy, uh, both offenses believe if they're first and goal, you know, inside the five, I mean, they, they got four chances to get five yards. They're going to get it, you know, 80% of the time, so – it was just an awesome, you know, defensive stand. Just to see those young men um, stand up to a challenge like that was uh, incredible. I thought he got in on third down, but then he got the instant replay, right? So, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was everyone, was, uh, everyone was on their toes. Uh, but, you know, 15 nothing first shutout since 1969, I believe the stat was. So, that's uh, huge to do that at Mikey Stadium in front of the cadets, even bigger. I mean, it's just a huge – I mean, that I I can only imagine Mikey State how electrify how electrifying Mikey Stadium was. Wait, uh, this is different now, right? Because usually after the Army Navy game, if if Army's had a good season, they're preparing for a bowl game right now. You're not preparing for Air Force, and you know to have this game back to back with Navy, and usually it's Army that has a couple weeks to prepare a bye to prepare you. Now it's Air Force coming in a little bit more fresher than Army. How do you look at that situation heading into this game? Um, I think the, you know, usually, yes, it's a bye week Air Force, you know, bye week, sometimes two bye weeks before Navy, and then a bye week, two bye weeks before a bowl game is usually how we've seen this. You know, the AD's done a good job of, of keeping that, that schedule tight. Um, but, yeah, coming off an emotional win, um, coming off of a physical win, uh, the guys need to be out. You know, I hope this week they were able to kind of – you know, celebrate that night and then get back to the drawing board because Air Force is coming for it. Um, you know, they got a good team this year. They've always, they always play Army tough. 
Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how, you know, it, it, you know, the biggest thing is you're going to come out and throw the first punch um, is going to be huge um, to start this game off. Yeah, I look at like I think Coach Munkin was asked earlier in the week about, you know, how you keep the guys emotionally ready for Air Force after a big win over Navy. Well, I think, Steve, it's pretty simple. The commander in chief's trophy's on the line here, right? I mean, that's all you have to say, really. You don't have to, like, I think these, I think these guys kind of know what's at stake tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, 100%. The guys know what's at stake. It's not going to get them, you know, you just got to be able to control that emotion, you know, of winning, beating Navy and then having a chance at the CSC. You don't want them too jacked up too early in the week. You don't want them – you know, expelling a lot of that emotional energy um, and then be, be able to focus them in uh, come Saturday. So that, that's really the big thing that the coaches probably tempered the most during the week is just kind of making them, hey, it's just a normal week. Just continue, you know, X's and O's up front, then execution, execution, execution. And then when the time is right, get up for the game because this is, you know, you know, we – you know, it's almost like we get to play in three bowl games this year. You know, Army Navy's always a bowl game. The CIC is a bowl game. And then we've already, you know, we've already reached our bowl game. We're going to the Independence Bowl, so we get a third bowl game. So it's very, it's a very um, cool experience to be at West Point um, at this time, you know, just going back to back to back, uh, huge games in a row. And you look at what, in the summer, we weren't even sure what the season would look like, right, with the pandemic. And now you have this type of schedule on you. Maybe you didn't get a chance to play BYU, and that would have been probably a really good game too. Uh, but to, to finish this way, like you said, um, re- real, real. Uh, let, let's just go over what so far, like this season. So just the defense this year, man. I mean, I don't know if I expected the defense to be playing this well this year. I mean, they've really, uh, wow, they really had a good season under first year uh, coordinator Nate Woody. What have you seen? In, their, in the defense that, you know, has impressed you so far this year? Uh, I I mean, one is, you know, it, it's the mark of all defenses, but consistency and everybody playing assignment football. Um, don't really see a lot of guys out of position um, a lot of the time, uh, which is, you know, when you lose, you know, Cole Christensen, a guy that's, you know, just the heartbeat and just a, a, a playmaker across all the whole field. And um, you can come out and play team defense um, and guys stepping up each game. Uh, it's really the consistency of assignment football that, you know, each week um, the guys know where they need to be. They know where to line up and they know what their keys are. Um, so, yeah, the first year defense coordinator has done a great job of preparing these guys for each and every game. And I think, you know, we get an added benefit at West Point. You know, we don't have to deal with a lot of the distractions. We kind of are handling the the pandemic at our at our at, you know, kind of like holding all the cards for the pandemic in our hands to where we can attack it the way we think is best for the cadets and, and the student athletes. Yeah, no doubt. Um, what have you seen in John Radigan this year? I mean, he's a first-year guy who's really rose to the occasion um, and really been a playmaker for our Army. I, I saw him in, you know, a spring and preseason practices, and he was always a guy that was, you know, making plays and around the ball. But he's really, I mean, this defense doesn't have maybe the stars in it or the big names, but he certainly had a good year. Oh, yeah, and he looks the part, too. Um, which, which always helps, um, out there. So, yeah. And like, and I think that, um, you know, it goes back to, 
you know, playing team defense. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, when you lose the playmakers, the seniors really, and you have to, you know, you have to reload, um, you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, but Rack's been one of those guys. Um, and I think, you know, everybody can rely on each other uh, throughout that defense. So I, th- I think, you know, just on the other side of the ball, I think it's been real impressive with the amount of quarterbacks we've had to kind of filter through um, in each game and, and see each one of those young men step up and when their number's called. You know, as, a, as, a, as an Army, we pride ourselves as next man up. Um, you never know when it's going to be your last play when you're on in the, you know, when you're in the Army. Um, we, we preach that all the time, next man up. That guy's got to be able to do your job. And, you know, just to switch sides, I mean, it's the offense has been doing that all year. Um, and it's been really – it's been uh, a little confusing at times, but it's been fun to watch, uh, you know, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, you look at if, – if we go to the offensive side of the ball, it's crazy how four different quarterbacks have won games for Army this year, right? And now they're going with a, a, a guy, Tahir Tyler, who's really – you know, you look at the way he plays, he fits the mold of an Army quarterback, right? He's tough. He's he's a leader. And it seems like when the Army needs a big play, he's able to, to get the offense in the right places to pick that up. I mean, he's been – I mean, I remember he's another guy I saw last, last year in preseason and in spring. And it's like was academically ineligible last year, but certainly maybe as a scout team type of quarterback, maybe that was a good learning, a good time for him to learn the offense. Just learn the offenses maybe better, you know, who knows, or maybe learn defenses, see the defenses better. I don't know. Um, But what he's been the last two games, he's been really, I mean, that Georgia Southern game, man, that was a roller coaster, right? I mean, the, the first, the first half, you're like, how, how, what the heck is going on? And then the second half was a totally different story. Yeah, uh, I think he's, you know, been, you know, one, uh, you know, you get to mature quickly at the quarterback position when you're putting those types of games. But I'd like to see the stat on the last Division One team that's won four games with four different quarterbacks, a minimum of four games with four different quarterbacks. I think that's a really interesting stat that we could look up. But you have the only way to do that is through a great system. Obviously, you know, Coach Bunkin knows this system in and out and has these guys ready and. You know, another thing is, you know, it's not always easy with the leader of the offense changing. You know, it's you don't get the same, um, you know, feel every week when you have a different guy calling the plays and a different guy running the offense, especially the triple option. So it's not easy on the offensive linemen, the running backs, the gives are different. The way that the quarterback hits the holes are different. The speed of the game is different. So when you take a quarterback out of, you know, a triple option offense, um, it, it – it changes a lot of things. So I think it's another testament to the offense that, you know, they understand the system, they understand their keys, their alignment, their execution. Um, and these guys believe that no matter who's behind the ball, um, they have a chance to win on Saturdays and it's going to be no different tomorrow. You know, air force is, you know, air force is going to come in confident. They always do. You know, I always think air force is cocky. Um, so um, it'll be fun to, get after there on Saturday and bring home the CIC. Yeah, I guess we, we give credit to offensive coordinator Brent Davis and first-year quarterbacks coach Cody, Cody Worley for getting those quarterbacks ready, right? I mean, the, well, with Texas San Antonio, they were bringing in Cade Ballard and Tyre Tyler. Like, 
every other series, but they were alternating those guys. And that's not, you know, like you said, that that's, that, that's not new. Um, going to, you know, the, the, I got to go back to, I think it was probably the last time I came Air Force Army game at Mikey Stadium and Air Force. And yeah, I think it was 20. It probably had to be 20. Where um, Air Force warm-ups, they, you know, usually what general respect of teams during warm-ups, you take one half of the field, you take the other half of the field, right? Well, Air Force is setting up guys punts on Army side of the practice field. And it was just like, I remember, I, I can remember the TV would like Nick Schreg, a punter, catching a football, and like Air Force coach when he came down by the land on the Air Force coach, an Air Force assistant, and the Air Force assistant going. And it's just like you know, there's a lot of respect with Army Navy, right? It, it, we, we've talked about this the rivalry of the service academies. You know, Army and Navy is the matchup there. It seems like Air Force. Where does Army and Air Force sit? Because it may not, it, it's not, but this year, with everything line, maybe has a little Army Navy feel, but it's always like there's always been. You know, I saw, I, th- I think I saw Connor Creek um, tonight on uh, Twitter. Uh, something, former Army. Nothing he despises more than airplane. I don't know if that's how it is. Or something that builds up during your four years there. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely, Sal. I think it's, um, yeah, I just, I just don't like them. I just, I don't like Air Force. Uh, never have, uh, never liked playing them. Um, I just think all their guys are way cocky. They're out in Colorado Springs or kind of West Coast, you know, kind of feel, you know, even though they're mountain time. Um, and I, they literally, they, to me, you know, there's a there's a mutual respect between Army and Navy. Um, even when Navy was thrashing us for over a decade, um, that game was still played with a lot of, you know, a lot of honor, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of passion and a lot of mutual respect uh, for one another. Where it just, I don't know, it just always seemed like Air Force was arrogant and just thought they were better than us, uh, and they. They may have been, and the record shows that they have beaten us more times than we've beaten them. Um, the record never matters between Army and Navy, and it seems like Air Force always kind of holds um, that arrogant, you know, we're better than Army, we're better than Navy kind of attitude. Um, and that's why we just don't like them. Um, and that's why it always feels good beating them. Does it still hold true now that, out of, out of, you know, now you're serving because they say, "Hey, your 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 academy brothers, you're going to be fighting alongside each other. That relationship's going to change. Relationship change for you." Or- yeah, no, I actually um, a good neighbor of mine is here at the 101st. He's an Air Force grad, Air Force guy. We're good buddies. It's good banter. Um, he's a couple years ahead of me, uh, so you know he outranks me. But you know, it's, there was nothing any of that. You know, he didn't under. He was like, "Oh, I don't." I never understood, you know, that's not how we felt at the academy. It's like, yeah, say what you want now, man. I lived it. I knew it. You know, it doesn't help you 10 years down, down the road. 
Hey, I'm sure that uh, you may have, may have got the better of Air Force on that play that we always talk about, right? On that, <laughs> on that play where you jumped the line. I'm sure you, I'm sure you gave him some some back uh, after that play, right? Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, what you know, it's one of the plays that everybody still talks about uh, to this day. Everybody talks about me jumping over the center, um, fourth and inches. So it's it's funny, you know. I still anytime I see my buddies, you know, I'm always fitty. Uh, you know, everybody calls me fitty, uh, when they see me, especially around this time of year. So it's fun. It's good memories. Um, but you know, I'm most, I most look forward to, you know, the army victories on Saturdays. I look, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, having been, I'm 10 years removed. Um, you know, you know, my last season was, you know, 2010. It's hard to realize that. Um, but uh, I know how important these games are to those current players. They don't understand it yet. Of course, when you're young, you don't really know how important things are until, you know, you're older. Um, but I really look forward to seeing how those kids, uh, how these young men play and uh, get after it on Saturday. And it's, it's just fun, you know, seeing them. Yeah, I was just going to ask you as, as a football how, how maybe I don't know if rewarding is the right word, but they've had how proud are you of the season that football teams had this year under the circumstances? And some may say, yeah, they played a, like, you know, maybe a week schedule. They played who, who they, who, who they schedule. So, I mean, uh, how, how proud are you of the way the team has? I mean, eight wins. The game's lost to a really good Cincinnati team. The two-line game, the score might indicate how close that game was early on with the way it ended. But, I mean, they've, they've really fought for these for these eight wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, everybody says that, and that's, you know, to me, you know, it, it's really, I don't know, it's kind of a cop out because it doesn't matter at this level. It's hard to win week in and week out. It doesn't matter who you play, um, especially under a pandemic. We don't know, you know, these young men's families are being affected by COVID. These young men's lives are being affected by COVID. You know, you can, you know, everybody can think what you want about the, the the virus and you know because it doesn't really affect you know guys like me who are in good shape like i'm not in any real serious you know but you know people do have grandparents and you know these guys have to fight through that just like any other team and you don't know what's going on behind closed doors in anybody's life um so you know super proud of those guys going in week in week out setting their setting their mind to the task you know i don't care who you are winning eight games winning nine games is impressive at the division one level i don't care how many one double teams you play how many you know power five teams you play um it's tough and it's impressive and these young men are are doing exactly what we like to see you know as a senior army officer now you know i love to see grit i love to see perseverance i love to see overcoming adversity and these young leaders that are going to be future infantry officers, going to be future field artillery officers. Um, so this is just a small taste of what they'll have to do in the regular army when they join the ranks, uh, when they commission. Uh, and it's promising to know that, you know, they're, they're up for the task no matter what it will be. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, cause even like recently there, you know, there's been some, uh, you know, they've, they've had, I don't know if they've had any players test positive, but the, the contact tracing has cost, you know, you look at last week, Steve, they shut out Navy, right? They were playing without a starting defensive lineman, uh, Malcolm Morrison, who's like the safety, the hybrid Apache safety didn't play in that game. 
Um, you know, they were playing without a couple key guys, and yet the depth on this team has really been pretty impressive because they had to shuffle cor- cornerbacks most of the year on defense. Um, and this is a young team, Steve, too. I mean, they're not a lot of – they're, they're heavy senior on the offensive line, but that's about it. They're going to return a lot of these guys next year. So, I mean, to have an eight and two season right now, possibly, you know, they win their next two games, a double digit season and during under the conditions that that is definitely a, a step forward in the program after only five wins last year. So, Oh yeah. And I mean, Sal, find me another, find another team in the division one that's, you know, winning 10 games this year. It'll be hard. There's only going to be a handful that one played as many games as we did two won as many games as we did um, because we have, you know, been doing the right thing um, and, you know, trying to social distance as much as possible and, and eliminate those contact traits. But, you know, we're also not, you know, canceling games because of COVID, you know, because we have a couple star players with COVID. I know that was kind of, you know, the thing behind the, the first Army Air Force game is that they had a couple star players test positive for COVID and they couldn't contact trace. And, you know, they got a, you know, that's another thing that, you know, kind of upset a lot of guys is that they got 150 guys on their roster. You know, they got three guys to test positive. Okay, those three guys can't play. All right, yeah. send the next up, next man up. And that's where, as an Army officer, we see, you know, the difference between the mentality of Air Force and Army is, Hey, we're next man up. We don't, you know, of course we'd love to have you, but we got to, we got to play with the next man up where air force decided to, you know, cancel the trip before even canceling the game and letting us know. So, you know, we, we haven't forgotten about that. Don't worry, air force. It's, it's still on our mind. No doubt. And you know, I thought coach, maybe I'm misquoting him. Maybe I'm not, but I thought he said they have like over 200 guys on the roster, right? It's, It's just like any service Academy. You've got, you know, we probably carry, you know, we probably carry a strong, you know, 100 guys that we try to rotate as much as possible. We got another 50 on scout yeah. team and probably another 50 that's, you know, working their time in. I mean, we, that's the same way all service academies go. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear, oh, we can't contract Chase and we got these guys, you know. Oh, it just so happened to be your star offensive players and two of your star defensive players that test positive and you just can't, you can't play. Yeah, okay, whatever, Air Force. We'll see you on Saturday. We'll see you tomorrow. We haven't forgotten. We're ready to bring it. There you go. We should we should wrap it up right here, but I got one more question for you real quick. It was news that went down yesterday about how the next two Army Air Force games are going to be moved to, uh, you know, Texas Rangers uh, Globe, Globe, uh, Globe Field there. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think? Because it's been a, the last neutral site game between Army and Air Force has been 1965. And I think I, I thought I made this maybe clear in my blog. You know, you can move those games, Army Air Force games, anywhere in the country. They're not. That's not Army Navy. You know, it's not Army Navy. You know, and yeah. I think that traditionally it's worked out perfectly. You know, having it at the, at the stadium and uh, and Falcon Stadium. So why not keep it that way? You know, I I know they're probably getting some money to do it. Uh, I'm guessing that that is the driving force is money. I get it during the pandemic times. doesn't mean I have to agree with it, right? It doesn't mean I have to agree that it's a good idea because I don't think yeah. it's a good idea. Terrible yeah, I idea. think uh, – I know I like going out to Colorado Springs. It's a beautiful area. Uh, you usually stay in a great hotel when you go out there, <laughs> and uh, it's <laughs> nice. Um, I'm actually – my next assignment, I'm heading to Fort Carson, so I'll be in Colorado oh. Springs 
So I'll be able to get underneath the skin of all those zoomies out there on a regular basis uh, in, the, in the coming years. Um, but yeah, I, I think we both know Sal. It's a, it's a money driven thing, which is fine. More people, you know, they're trying to, they're going to try to make it an army Navy feel. I'm sure it'll happen with Navy air force as well. Um, but it's a cool experience for the guys. I mean, it'll be a bowl game in the middle of the year um, kind of feel and, that's what they're going to try to do. Texas is always huge army. We're going to have a bunch of travels in Texas. No problem with that. It's not like we're going, you know, somewhere where heavy airmen are everywhere. So I have no problem going to Texas. A lot of army fans um, in Texas. So uh, we'll be traveling heavy like we usually do. And uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Sal. I like the. I love playing at Mikey Stadium, um, especially with Coach Monk. And I mean, we're pretty successful there. So yeah. when you take a game away from there, it you know kind of it you know it puts us at a disadvantage because we're so good at winning there um but it'll be good for a guy good experience i mean we played notre dame at yankee stadium my senior year it was an awesome experience um so it'll be fun for the guys we'll try it out for two years see what the revenue is and then you know who knows move it move it or maybe it goes to dallas stadium at at&t you know who knows crazy yeah yeah because i, I was going to ask you about that notre dame game that game was a special game, right, Steve? I mean, that playing it, playing a program like that when they moved, when Army played Rutgers and UConn, it didn't really at Yankee Stadium. It didn't really have that same feel to it, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I mean, but you know, who knows? We'll we'll see how they, um, you know, Lockheed Martin, and I believe is a sponsor of this game. So you think in there, it'll be a lot of mil- military driven type of. Uh, you know, maybe pre-games and stuff around the, the game, hopefully when we get back to normal after this, after the virus. So, I mean, you, you, you have a lot of you have a lot of nicer things than I have that, uh, about that yesterday. So, yeah. Um, but it's great catching up, man. Oh, go ahead, so I'm sorry. Sound. Yeah, no, absolutely sound. I'm glad we were able to do this um, and, you know, beat Air Force. Absolutely, yeah. We'll we'll have some coverage of the game. The kickoff is three o'clock tomorrow. It's on CBS Sports, I believe it's on CBS Sports Network, not CBS. So, um, yeah. Real quick, real quick before we go, what 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 what's your prediction for the game? What, do you think that this is a, this is a solid Army win, or do you think it's going to be a grind for them? Uh, I got twenty four seventeen Army. Wow. Okay, I had seventeen fourteen Army. So we're we're around the we're around the same uh, same area. Appreciate it, Steve. Great catching up. Maybe we'll do this again soon. Absolutely, Sal. Beat Air Force.